Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. Tis I, Colton Robertson, and you are back for our continued journey through 52 years in film. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you. And for the first time on this 52-year journey through film, we are joined by Tavares Pennington. What's up, homie? Hey, doing all right, doing all right. My mic works. Mike works. Mike works. We had we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we got that shit figured out, and uh, hopefully it won't be a problem again for any of us. Uh, I had some connection issues, uh, but we're... um, it's 1985. Not literally, but what we're talking about today, 1985. Uh, obviously, first day of January, we started with a movie from 1970, and every Friday since then, gone. A movie from every year since, 1971, 2, 3, all the way through the 70s, getting us half through the 80s, now here to 1985, in which we'll be discussing The Breakfast Club. And uh, I don't think there's a movie that more uh, more perfectly resembles the 80s film sort of uh, feel to it. You know, the, the thing John Bellion was singing about. Uh, just like those '80s films, we'll hop in the back seat and let my best friend drive. Damn, That's... is that a John Bellion reference? That takes me back, bro. <laughs> I know. I, I... I was only like four years, maybe four years ago, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I absolutely love this movie. I've uh, I haven't really considered my like top ten favorite movies of all time in a while, uh, but for several years. This was top one. Mm-hmm. This was my favorite movie of all time. We may have uh, a I don't know. podcast episode talking about that. Yeah, we, we it's been it's been in every single one that we've ever done a top ten favorite movies of all time. The Breakfast Club has come up. I I, I feel it's always uh it's always fitting uh somewhere in there, uh, and I'm still pretty confident about that after this most recent watch. Let me uh let me lay the groundwork for the people, and then we can really really dive into it. We got The Breakfast Club, released on February 15th, 1985, and then directed by John Hughes. Oh, fuck. I just love his movie. I mm. love this movie. Uh, Joe, Joe how, you, you said first watch, right? This, watch yeah, this, Club. this was my first watch. Um, crazy that it took me this long to watch this movie. Um, just hearing about how, you know, just good and great it is. Um, but... I'm glad that I watched it now. Um, this was just a just a just a great movie. Like I didn't know what to expect at all. I didn't I had no idea that this is just them sitting in detention, you mm-hmm. know, all day. Like I had no idea. Um, but you know, when I, it was just like a a nice uh, change of pace from the other movies that we've watched. Oh, you yeah. know, we, we we just came off Terminator, so like uh, 
That's, yeah. It's a big switch up, you know, going from Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and killer robots to just detention class. Um, yeah. But I, I loved it. Yeah, this this movie was awesome. Um, definitely a, a, up there in, in my, my all-time favorites already, for sure. So I absolutely love it. And Tavares, how you feeling about The Breakfast Club, baby? Oh, I mean, it's just, it's a classic. Like, there's no other, it, it knocked me off my feet the first time I saw it, which su- su- surprised you. Like, this may surprise you, but it was actually... In ninth grade health class, uh, Mr. Reynolds, I think his name was. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Reynolds. Yeah, he showed it. And I have, I still to this day have no idea why I was being shown that movie in health class, but stuck with me. I've been shown some of the greatest. I've been, I was shown Interstellar in a physics class. So was I. So was <laughs> I. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm with you. The, the, I, I watched this movie for the first time in middle school and, uh, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't quite get it yet. But I was like, I want to be like all of them somehow. You know what I'm saying? Like, because the Breakfast Club is, it literally is every archetype you could probably have in a high school class. Like, in general, especially for the 80s. Uh, the the criminal, the athlete, the princess, the basket case, and the fucking dork. But uh, <laughs> I, I absolutely loved it. And then when I got into high school, it very quickly rose to my favorite movie of all time just because it became all the more relatable and all the more like just real like it's like that's a lot of kids grow up and they realize fuck am i becoming my fucking parents yeah and you know what for a lot of people <laughs> that fucking sucks uh that's a, that's a rough that's a rough one to realize for a lot of people uh and uh, I, I think this movie captures just this, like, kind of what a high school can be like in terms of, like, when you're forced to sit down and talk to people for a little bit. Like, you don't have any other option here. Sit down and speak to each other, and eventually you'll find relatable ground, probably. Well, yeah, and that's kind of a thing that I think I've been noticing recently in my own life as well is sort of this, and it, it poses this question near the end of the movie, uh, what are, are we going to be friends after this? Like, are we, are we friends now? And, and I didn't, you know, I, I didn't really ever catch that in my previous watching of it, but that was kind of one of the more important questions of the entire movie, which is after you have these experiences, what, what does that mean? And I, I don't think the answer is as simple as they become friends afterwards. Like definitely not. No. Yeah. It's, it, it's something a lot. It's speaking more to who they are as people and like in a morality sense, like it's like, when when Claire's like, no, probably not, and Brian's like, you're so conceited, Claire. <laughs> you're so conceited. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that scene because, like, you know girls like you – know, you know guys like that. You know people like that who are just like, no, because I, it, it wouldn't look good. And it's like that's just more – and I think it's funny when you when you come to the end of this movie and you got the coming of age sort of – this that's what this is about uh but now that i'm out of high school and i haven't watched this movie in in a while like this was my first viewing in a little bit uh i kind of i kind of view it in a different light where it's not really like there's there's one reason to me claire goes to john bender at the end of the movie she doesn't want to be like her mom mm. 
That's the only reason. That it's not it's not a great romantic attachment. He's a complete and utter fucking asshole to her the whole time, and that's exactly why she chooses him. Because she's exactly the guy her parents would hate to see her with. Uh mm. you know, yeah. uh and whenever fact, oh sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Like go. this uh like Claire's storyline of her saying, like, yeah, no, we probably won't be friends, you know. It's just let's be realistic here. You know, like that one thing is probably the thing I hated most about high school is like everyone just had to have their own clique and you couldn't hang out with anyone outside your clique or it was just like sacrilegious or something, you know, like why? Like it would ruin your image or something. Like what, what were we worried about, you know, so bad in high school that you couldn't hang out with a nerd or, you know, if you were a jock that you couldn't hang out with, you know, someone like, you know, like I think that's a, like part of my high school experience that I, uh, that I'm like proud of is that I, I really made friends with anyone. Oh yeah, I try. I tried my best too, you know. And uh, interestingly enough, I, I I know we didn't end up getting to get together the other day, but was the last time we were all in the same room senior year English class with Miss Montgomery? You know, quite possibly. That's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. You That's know, wild. Just movie about high school. Just, just fitting. Uh, coming full circle like that. But uh, uh, I absolutely, I, I, this movie is really relatable because, like, it also is saying something about, like, to a degree. I've obviously kept in much greater touch with you two than I have with a lot of people from high school. Fair. But uh, you know, the friends you do make in high school. Like they show, like, are we still going to be friends after this? That's that. That truly is a question for the entirety of high school, because there are people who you were friends with in high school who you just haven't talked to since. Not for real, you know what I'm saying? And like that kind of sucks, but it's life. That mm-hmm. shit happens. If you weren't going to be friends, you weren't going to be friends, and that's just how it goes. And it's like, it's sad, but hey, it happens. Yeah, and I, I, I mean. That's kind of part of why I really love the the Breakfast Club is because it's such a you know these are these are complex issues when you think about relationships, particularly relationships at such a uh, seemingly immature level as high school. It's still it still gets complex, and the the movie tackles it in such a simple way, and it kind of offers you know a, a very simple setting to focus in on the the beauty of those for some reason spending eight hours in detention on a Saturday, which seems like it has to be illegal. <laughs> oh no, that has to be illegal. Like that cannot be a thing. And, like <laughs> it might've been a thing in the eighties, but it's sure as shit, not a thing anymore. Uh, that would like, that would be a legit reason to not want detention though. Like if detention's just like an hour, you know, that or whatever, it's like, Oh, screw it. You know, this is worth it. You know, whatever I'm doing right now that's getting me detention. But, like, if it was truly eight hours where you couldn't sleep, you had to do whatever the teacher, whoever person told you to do, like, yeah, that would actually be like, Mr. you know what? Vernon. Yeah, Dick. Um, love Dick Vernon. Just, cla- like, classic rich name, you know? Like, uh, any guy named Rich, you know he's going to be called Dick eventually. And just oh, uh, obviously. classic placement right there. I lo- love Dick that. Vernon. Um, yeah, no, it just it just it makes a lot of sense. And he's actually one of the obviously as the the antagonist of the movie, which is yeah. uh, 
Which is funny to say in, you know, this context, but he is. He's the fucking villain. You fucking hate this guy. Uh, because he, they're saying, they're, they're not only saying something about these kids who are in high school and are looking to grow up, but they're also saying something about Mr. Vernon. Exactly. Who is stuck in high school. He's still playing, he's still mm-hmm. playing these games of who's cooler and who's not. He's making fun of teachers looking through their files. He's bullying these kids. And it's like, grow the fuck up, dude. Mm-hmm. And they come to that conclusion too when they're like, you want to, you want us to tell you who we are? Fuck yourself, man. <laughs> you, know? you know who the realest character in this entire movie is? Who? The janitor. The janitor. Yes. The janitor. Carl yes. Reed, man. Oh yeah, that dude is a real one. He's yeah, he's to the kids and to the and to Dick. Your dad you know, worked like, here. Yeah, like owned him, own just slam dunk on everybody. Like yeah, like oh man, I don't know. I just love the janitor. I I just he just went off. Like uh, oh, he went in. You know, he, he went was in. he was the only one who I feel like uh, had an accurate read of what was going on there. Mm. <laughs> it was the only one who I don't know was. He's the eyes and ears of that institution. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's got he's got that shit in the bag. It's a fact. <laughs> and and he's making deals. You know, making fifty bucks here. You know, just uh, you know, he, yeah, like dude's a dude's a G. I don't know. I I love that dude. Um, my favorite character of the movie by far. Uh, is the janitor, <laughs> but and that that Carl fucking Carl, I love that guy, man. Because he's and like he's just like and he's the dude who did grow up, and like is he still stuck in high school? Yeah, but hey, he's doing him. He's happy. Fuck this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. Just... He doesn't need everyone to think of him in a certain way. Like everyone else seems to. Yeah, and that's like that's that that is what everyone else's theme in this movie is is wanting to be seen a certain way uh trying to live up to a certain expectation and it's i mean like allison kind of uh seems to not give a shit about a single thing at all uh you know she didn't even get in trouble she just didn't have anything to do on a saturday uh so she came to she came to detention which is just (laughs) fucking hilarious uh but yeah, he just he he was but he was buttoned up. He was like, "Nah, I don't need the approval of you shits." You know, you know what I'm honestly, thinking like thinking back on high school and even like middle school, like the janitors really were like the nicest like people. Like I don't know if we just got lucky with our janitors, but like the janitors I had were like really nice people. They would talk to you like like they would actually legitimately know like the drama and stuff that went around the school like they truly were the eyes and ears like of the school like they're everywhere I, man i bet like janitors like probably told like administration so much stuff you know like i bet they like legitimately were basically spies um like that just reported back to principals like oh yeah th- and jimmy just said that he's going to you know go to sarah's out you know like straight up like they they hear everything um <laughs> But they hear all. Mm. They are the watcher. <laughs> no, but uh, let's get to the let's get to the core five here. You know, uh, Brian, Allison, Andy, Claire, and John. Uh, when, whenever they each show up, like from the get go, they've got their their obvious problem is introduced. You know, John Bender clearly not having any regard for anyone's safety and not giving a fuck, flipping off a, flipping off the guy who nearly hit him with his car. 
Claire's dad pulling up in the caddy and, and, you know, dropping her off at school and Andy's dad giving him shit about how if he wants to keep his scholarship, he's got to get his shit together. And I just, I just, I, I love that you, from the get go, you know exactly who these characters are and what they're, what they're dealing with pretty much. Uh, well, not, maybe the, not to the fullest extent, the, but, uh, I feel like the writing there kind of starts on a, a, a kind of, which is funny for this movie came out in the eighties, right? 85. Uh, yeah, 85. So it's it's kind of a serious indict of the people who our parents' parents were and our parents are, in a way. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty, uh, I don't know, like, that's a, not a common way to start a script as small as this, which is basically, fuck all of you boomers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and that's, it, it, it is funny because there is this thing just generationally. No generation likes the generation that came before them and they're not going to like the generation that comes after them because they're just not it just doesn't work they don't, like you grow you, like things change mm. and people like times change and the people evolve with it and it's like no matter what you can try your best to evolve and you can get along as as well as you can but there will always be things where you're like fucking a these young people or these old people like and then you don't what? realize how you are becoming them <laughs> exactly i don't know the janitor had like a line where he said that right he was like nah the kids didn't change it's just you're not willing to or something like that exactly um like yeah it's like for yeah like we'll always hate the the younger generation just because we'll always think we had it harder you know um always mm -hmm. you know because because we don't we don't want to we always want to win you know we're always looking for a win and that's the easiest win we could do is just like yeah you're a little baby whenever i was an adult so ha 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 i'm better than <laughs> you. baby like, ha, uh, baby but <laughs> little baby I bitch i love how like at the at the very beginning these characters couldn't be any more different from each other you know they're just every stereotype of high school um every different stereotype was hit and then like just showing how they're just all the same you know yeah. like, throughout the whole they movie like they're all the same like deep down um and like whenever like i the first kind of instinct of that is like whenever john's going out just to smoke you know he's like going out to smoke and then slowly one by one they each get up yeah they yeah, join yeah. each other and it's like yeah like what you know what like we're all in this together like uh let's let's just hang out you know basically and it, it was i don't know this you see this you gonna you gonna let this happen <laughs> Unbelievable. No, I uh, I I absolutely love that. Like, this movie is about high schoolers and how they couldn't have been more different. And eventually, they come together. And what people seem to fucking forget every time, what brought them together? Weed. And don't let anyone tell you different. <laughs> Can we Fair just enough. talk about Andrew's hotbox situation and his rampage afterwards? But isn't that what athletes do? Isn't no, that that's what's crazy? Is like I know he had a strong sativa strand, man. That man, that man said oh, broke the fucking glass. Dude was going insane. The way like, he was like hitting flags and like yeah. skipping around and punching the fucking air and just like ripped off his clothes. That man was fucking feeling it. He hotboxed that whole room, bro. He was toked. Like that. Like that. I don't know. That was just insane. That was just like a, and it it wasn't really talked about. It just happened, and then it was over. Well, like, no, and that's what's hilarious too is like, like they they're like knowing that these kids probably don't smoke much weed, 
the amount of weed they had to have smoked to have hotboxed that room and the rest of what they did. The oh. rest of the movie, they're baked. Like, that's that's what you can, because they do that towards the middle of the day, you know? Yeah. Three hours, that's nothing. They're fucking toked. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they're feeling it the rest of the fucking movie. And I just love having that in my mind. Like, they're all high as fuck. Like, when they're sitting there in the circle, like, bearing their heart and souls to each other, that's only happening because they're high. They wouldn't be doing that if they were sober, which is just hilarious to me. <laughs> this is this is I, I never really thought about that. I, I I always just thought of the weed smoking is because like, you know, that's one, I feel like that's one of a couple things in the movie that just came out of nowhere. <laughs> like right, you're watching yeah. it, you're like, oh, so they just hot box the library <laughs> during detention. And I can't tell <laughs> you a single no thing I want to do more in my life than hot box a library that I'm alone in at some point. <laughs> that's, that that's library fair. was sick too. Like it was a cool awesome. library. Like that'd be a cool place to spend detention in if you had to. Well, interestingly enough, this uh this high school in this area is the area where John Hughes grew up and it is also where all of his movies are set. Uh, like Home Alone takes set. place in the neighborhood outside of this high school. Is this in Chicago? And, or near yeah, Chicago? in Chicago. Okay. Hmm. That's cool. I didn't I didn't realize uh John John Hughes did Home Alone. Yep, Home Alone, yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Sixteen Candles. Oh damn. He's got a catalog. Damn. And they're all here. That's kinda cool. Like uh No, yeah, he was always paying homage to his home his home, which is really cool. I always love that. But uh if you had to pick like one favorite character from this movie aside from the janitor, uh <laughs> of the of the five we have Ooh. here. Uh who who's your favorite of these five kids? I feel like John Bender really came around. Like he was annoying at first, but then he like kind of came around. And I like I don't like a little him. bit more sympathetic when he's yeah. like Smoke up, Johnny. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that he becomes a lot more sympathetic as you learn more about him throughout the movie, as as they all do. You know, like they all have the thing about them where you're like, God, this person fucking sucks. But I guess and this, uh, is, this is true. But I had I, so Claire watch, was watching this for the first time, not Claire in the movie, my girlfriend Claire, and yeah. she she you know she was like, Why do you like Bender? He's like an asshole pretty much throughout and every time he would say something like that made him seem like an asshole i would i would like feel that like shared shame and i was like you know he like i understand why he's sympathetic but i can also understand how he's kind of just an asshole throughout the movie oh no don't get me wrong uh this john bender is actually like one of the most overhyped characters of all time in terms of like like there was there were very few redeeming things about him and especially like post uh recent like after recent years with like the me too movement and stuff the scene where the scene where he sexually assaults claire does not age well um that i did forget about that that's true yeah like fair yeah it's like oof but it is it is interesting because like it's also another little time capsule that that was like that was a part of this movie and it was something that happened and was immediately dismissed like oh, it was yeah. just a thing that happened like Andrew la like I think someone laughs that it that, that it happened and 
I mean, Andy gets up in his face and was like, hey, two, man, me hitting you. you. Uh, <laughs> That's my uh, one. <laughs> yeah, he, he knew how to talk, man. He he thought he, yeah, he, he, he felt big there. You know? He did kind of oh, take him down, question. though. Oh, wait, what was that? He, he did kind of take him down, though, you know. Oh, he did? You know, he, 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 he wasn't just talking the talk. He actually, you know, he he could do what he was talking about. Wrestlers can do that shit, man. Mm-hmm. Bro, like, I'd, I, I feel pretty good about my chances fighting most people. But, like, wrestler strength is different. Like, <laughs> and the, the shit they know what to do, like, how to, like, get you in certain positions and then just, like, fucking throw your body. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> okay. I'm not winning this fight. Um... <laughs> But uh, Andy, uh, did he look familiar to you, Joe? I was going to say that. Like, uh, it's one of those where it's like it's not immediate. Where I'm like thinking the whole movie, where is this guy from? But it's it was one of those where I'm like, this dude could have been somewhere. Well, I'll tell you something. You might have seen him in first, and then I'll make the connection. That's probably true. Uh, He's in Mighty Ducks. Uh, he's the coach in Mighty Ducks. And then uh, Emilio Estevez, the guy who plays Andrew, is the son of Martin Sheen, who was the main character in Apocalypse Now. Oh! And he looked exactly like him. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I, see, I see that now. Hmm. That was our 1979 movie, just a few, just a few weeks back. I got you. But, uh... Hmm. Man, I haven't seen the Mighty Ducks in forever. I totally like. No, yeah, I haven't. I haven't watched that shit in a long time. I was like a kid. Yeah, I was little, little last time I watched Mighty Ducks. They got like a whole series on Disney Plus now and everything. Like they have a series. Yeah, they got the whole shits. They got the whole the whole franchise treatment and stuff. Um, do I see a Breakfast Club poster on the wall behind you, Jabari? That, that is a fact. Yeah. I'm surprised Holy you shit, see look at it. that. My camera's so shitty, I didn't think you'd be able to see it. But... No, yeah, I can I can make that poster out anywhere, man. That shit, <laughs> that, that's iconic. That's iconic as fuck. Claire laying across the front and John in the back. Like, yep. like I love I love that shit. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> one of my favorite ones. It's a little wrinkled up. I'm going to have to, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Probably pretty old. Yeah. Been around Been around a minute. But, uh, yeah, uh, one, of, one of the characters in this movie who obviously... Uh, doesn't get enough love for my money is uh, is Brian. I think Brian's a good character. You know, uh, he's got his own he's got his own problems that they all dismiss. But like, <laughs> hey, that's as real as any of the other shit. These like like because self induced pressure and not just self induced. You know, there's a reason he's feeling it. He's feeling it from his parents, and therefore he's projecting it onto himself too. That's that's about as bad as any any pressure you can get, man. That shit eating away from eating away at you from the inside that that's rough. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that's what he's going through. He's having like he's having mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like he he was like, I've never gotten a B in my I've never even gotten a B in my life. You know, like that an F is it, it's unacceptable. Like that's like, oh man, I it, he has some weird things about him. You know, like the. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just some weird stuff, but like I felt for him. Like it, it was just real sad. Like, uh, um, like that, that does suck. I feel him. You know, my brother was uh the athlete. You know, didn't parents didn't really care what his grades looked like just because you know 
he wasn't the smartest. But if I came home with an with an A minus, it was like, "Are you okay? What's wrong? You know, you're you're, yeah. you're, you're slipping." And it's like, "Okay, um, you know, you know, I'm just it's an A minus, well, you know." I got an A, um, so, I, so I'm sorry that I I literally I'm sorry that I have a 4.0. My bad. I'll never forget the first time I met Johnny George, and he just just felt up my ear, that king. Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> it either. He has a thing with ears, man. It's weird. Yeah. He's that yeah, is... just not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> that's George. odd that's love that odd. kid uh but not i uh i brian was a was was an interesting cat you know and uh i, I he was my he's probably my favorite part of the weed smoking scene uh <laughs> whenever he's like he, he blows the smoke out and then he tries to he's like trying to get it back into his mouth like that i think that shit's funny as hell um bro looked experienced um Look like he he's been doing that before, uh, like a little bit. I got that idea that like John, he's definitely been doing it. You know, he's the, he you know he had it, so he's been been he's on. Clearly, it. He's clearly been token. Um, Andrew, maybe I don't know. I don't. It's uh, that didn't seem like a first high. I mean, uh, oh, yeah, insane no. if it's first high is hot box in an entire room. But Brian, I don't know. It looked like he was uh pretty well versed. Like, I got no, the idea I, that they were like, this dude smokes ever, in his free time. Have you ever smoked with a Claire? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, one's, uh, that one's always fun to fun to be around. You're like, ah, you're not, you're not even taking that. Defeating the whole, ah, it's okay. You know. Just yeah, do you, you know, like, you're, you're having your fun. Just do, do you, you, I guess, yeah. You have yeah. You know, but it's everyone. Everyone's different. You know, you just gotta. You gotta, cause I. You know, I've come to. I've come to think, we just weed isn't for some people. They found an amazing. Like there's, there, it's amazing that they found five people who weed was for. But I could totally see the sixth having a totally complete like like breakdown because they're hotboxing a you know public school. Library. Oh yeah, like that's that's the thing. Like <laughs> this situation is one I would absolutely never be in. You yeah. know, like I I'd have a panic attack. I would not be comfortable. It's like no wonder y'all are in detention. I was wondering how you all got here. Now yeah, exactly. No out. wonder y'all want to smoke illegal recreational drugs in the school. <laughs> that's just not something I can in, do here. In the uh, eight, in the 80s, mind you. Yeah. Like I guess they're all white kids. Yeah. How did Dick like, just not ri- smell like, like them? <laughs> you know? Mr. Vernon. Like, how did he uh, just not, like, uh, are all of you high? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, 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 I take it that Mr. Vernon's quite the fucking idiot. True. Uh, yeah. And I think they're just kind of banking on that. You just know, because there's no way. Kid too. That was oh, the... yeah. That fucking, like, that whole fucking sequence where he's like, hit me. Do it. Oh, you're like, a, like a Green Goblin moment, man. Like a Joker moment. Now, just dude was going insane. Like, <laughs> like, bro, you're clearly dealing with some other shit. Do y'all, do you like get a therapist or something, bro? Like, you need to talk through this. Where yeah. you feel so personally against this child that you're, and I mean, like, sorry. If there is a kid, if there is a kid. That you know could get beat up. I see it being John Bender, you know, like. Uh, but still, it's a kid, 
and like oh absolutely but here's my other thing that's absolutely a 28 year old man mm. playing john pender you know what i'm saying Fair. like that's that is not a child <laughs> I, I i hear i'll look into it yeah he would he was 26 <laughs> he was 26 damn yeah he was 26 molly ringwald was uh 19 Wow, that, that makes that a little weirder. It makes it a lot weirder, actually. <laughs> well, here, hold on. Was what? Ooh. Nineteen sixty-eight. Nineteen eighty-five. Huh. Nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, I don't know. She was. <laughs> she was. Uh, she was eighteen. Or seventeen, she was like right there, but uh, it's definitely weird. Uh, Eesh, Eesh, eek! Hey, another eighties moment. Um, (laughs) Another eighties moment. Yeah, yeah. We crazier things have happened. No, there have been a well. There's a movie out in theaters on Christmas. Last Christmas, there's a movie out in theaters now, or not in theaters now. It's been out for months. Yes. Uh, since what is it april april 15th hey this episode's pretty close to 420 and it's basically a uh it's basically a stoner comedy yeah. um uh. but uh licorice pizza features a uh something of a weird romantic attachment between a 25 year old and a 15 year old Ooh. yeah and uh it's it's weird but and i i haven't seen the movie yet but i've seen a lot of controversy around it and it's like, eek. We'll see. Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, he's a pretty good filmmaker, but that's that's a that's a weird story element. Um, Slightly weird one. Yeah, but nevertheless, I think this movie. Uh, it's it's basically the perfect coming of age movie. Like, uh, what we thought of American Graffiti back in 1972, like, we were like, this is a great coming-of-age movie. Well, I think this just, like, if we could give it a 5.1 out of 5 in terms of genre fulfillment, like, I think it would be, um, just the way that, you know, they come together. It's touching. It's like, you know, it's all these kids. It's a good movie, movie, man. It just it makes is. you feel good. Like. Yeah, I mean, you gotta get to the end. There's, there, there are times during it where you're like, holy shit, this is. This is actually much sadder than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, no, and, Brian and brought a flare gun. It get, oh, oh, so it was a flare gun. Okay, I was. Whenever they started laughing, yeah, it yeah, like got like, me laughing. Yeah, you know, it was like, oh, come on, man! Now you're nah, like, bro, oh. y'all can't make fun of this dude for the flare gun. Y'all <laughs> can't the... do that. I, I was I'm not gonna lie I was pretty high when I was watching it and so I, when I when he was like I brought a gun I I don't know I must have like I missed I missed some context or something I was like you were like oh I don't remember <laughs> <laughs> I was like that did not age well no <laughs> no yeah it was a flare gun and I think uh, I think it was a uh... Since he was dealing with a lot of mental health stuff, I think it was more on the on the uh, he was potentially suicidal at one point. Yeah, uh, thing. But the way he was thinking about it was with a flare gun. Uh, oh, oh, Brian. Oh, Brian. 
with how smart uh, you are, you know, <laughs> like, well, that's the thing though, is that, that I think that also speaks to the degree of like how much he didn't really want to do it. True. Yeah. You know, like, cause he is that smart, like really a flare gun, bro. <laughs> I mean, that's going to do some fucking damage. But would, I, don't, I don't know. That, that might be, yeah. That might be worse. Like that, that will be worse. That simply that's suffering. That's you. not death. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> no, he uh, he, he's he's a good kid. Regardless, he doesn't uh, he doesn't deserve the the whole. None none of them do. You know, none of them are in a spot where they really deserve what's happening to them. And I think that's kind of the commentary on high school kids. It's kind of like y'all get. Some of y'all get put through the fucking ringer, and you're expected to just go to school and do normal shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like yeah. kid who people... got his tape, his buns taped together, and oh had my to God. yeah, like whenever you tape your buns together. Whenever Andy like had that whole like, like how do you even apologize for something like that? Like that whole like explaining that's, of it, like that's whole... a really strong acting sequence for like, like all damn. of them. Damn, they yeah, all like... do a really good job there with like Molly, Molly Ringwald, and. uh uh, well, uh, Claire and John going back and forth where he's like uh, giving her shit about being a virgin and Allison is like, no, nah, I fucked all the guys, you know, I fucked my therapist uh, <laughs> fucked this guy fucked this guy uh, and then, then she confesses that she never fucked anybody yeah. but she's, that, a, that she's a fucking funny. compulsive liar oh. but no, Emilio Estevez in that scene is really really good uh, it's one of probably the be- better moments of his career in terms of acting because, frankly, I don't think he reaches heights like this ever again. <laughs> uh, but not as, and it's kind of a piece of shit. Uh, so not as a uh, bullseye. I th- I th- <laughs> and uh, Daredevil. Oh shit! Daredevil. Uh, yeah, two thousand four. What was that? <laughs> Is that him? Yeah, that's Emilio Estevez. The... No, I swear. And the one is. with Ben Affleck, like yeah. that. No way he's in that. I watched that movie to death. Well, only the first scene with the um, wake me up while he's slicing sandbags. Uh, I, I just rewatched that scene over and over. I don't even think I watched the movie ever. I think I just watched that one scene. But... Maybe maybe it was someone else. Maybe they just look alike. I always well, I thought it find was. Out. Yeah, I have to know now. I'm... Oh, Colin Farrell. Oh, it Who, wasn't him. Yeah. Mm. upcoming or in the uh uh Batman movie that was released a month ago. Um and we'll continue to play Penguin in future spin-offs. Um but yeah, Emilio Estevez in this scene really really crushes it. Uh you got to win. Win. Like and and he is to me in the circle that I grew up around that's the most real character to me. Mm. Like I I know Andrews and I certainly know Andrew Dads. Uh mm-hmm. like that's that to me as far as the people I knew in high school is as real as it fucking gets in this movie cuz I knew I knew guys who barely barely wanted to play sports anymore. But they just kept doing it cuz their dad made them. Mm-hmm. And it's like god damn that sucks. Yeah. You know? What a weird thing. Like, having to tell your parent, like, I don't want to play this sport. And then them being, like, mad at you. That's no. That's a no. <laughs> like, no. 
huh? Like, <laughs> I'm not having fun playing baseball and basketball anymore. I don't really want to play anymore. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, cool. That makes sense. Got it. All right, uh, I'll go to practice. Actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry that I spend literally every day doing this, and I don't enjoy it. Uh, bye. Uh, but yeah, you know, and there are a few like these are obviously all very real archetypes. Like these, several people generally follow one of these paths. If that, like, obviously, there's many more, but. These are pretty. Fi- these are five pretty good archetypes, and uh, he, he has just stood out to me as like, oh yeah, I've seen that guy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know Claire's too, for sure. Like Andrew and Claire, Allison's especially like the only one that's kind of like you only know a few Allisons. You oh, know? But, oh they, but you they, know they, an Allison. But you do they, they, know they, one at least. You know an Allison. Though. There they, is at they, least they, one. Oh yeah. Um, that like. Pixie stick and Captain Crunch sandwich, or like whatever that Just was. Eating all the sugar. Like, oh my god! Like that. That one thing. Like that's happened. You've seen someone do something similar. It wasn't exactly and the way she yeah. shakes the dandruff onto her fucking <laughs> page so that it's the snow. <laughs> Oh god, oh. yeah. I was like, that is just that's gonna make me throw up for some reason. <laughs> that's gonna make me throw. up. I'm I'm going to throw up. I don't know why, but it will. But yeah, you know, you know at least one Allison, but there's definitely a few Claires. Um, yeah, and you and and like you you probably you probably know a John Bender too. Like it's pretty. It's that's 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 pretty likely too. Like, and that that's what makes this movie so good to me is because like I'm like, yeah, these are all these are all real people. Like, there's not really anything in this movie that's unbelievable to me besides. Um, Mr. Vernon not smelling the dankness of this library. Uh, yeah, that's, that's like a good word for this movie. Just real. Like it, it was, it's reality, you know, like this, this isn't in another universe. This isn't Indiana Jones, you know, going off and getting some godlike power. It's, it's just real life shit, real life problems that we all have and in a movie form. Yeah. And like, well, and why, it's like, it's like, like yeah, a big time reality. It's, it's real as fuck, and it's a reality check for all these characters. You know that very question: Are we still going to be friends after this? It probably makes them contemplate, like, "Oh shit, are the friends that I consider my friends even going to mm. be my friends? Like yeah. after today, will I view them the same?" Yeah, you know, like they they had they had a pretty life changing day. You know, whether like it, and you know, it might be they go back to school on Monday, and it's like they'll fall back into their old ways. But I do like. That we end in a spot where it seems like, hey, we can we can all we can all make it through this, you know. That's, um, I I kind of didn't like at the end how they just like throw Bender and Claire together like that. I'm like, okay, like come on now, like I get it, like I get the statement. Our Bender real, real and Claire, and Ray Skywalker situation there. Are are we supposed to expect them to end up together? Like, oh. No, that just won't work out. No. Like, I just, and I think that I think that's part of the point. Like it's like, I, like making a movie about high schoolers and the way that John Hughes did that. Like when you look to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, high school, Sixteen Candles, high school, Breakfast Club, high school. I think he he really does a really good job at encapsulating. He, he never the, left uh, high school. He didn't <laughs> a, the high school experience, you know. And Damn. I think that because. Of of that very fact, you know, where he's like, 
he wanted to make movies about the idea, oh shit, y'all need to appreciate high school. Because this shit get hard. That's true. Could you imagine if we that. added like Project X to John Hughes's? <laughs> yeah, it's 16. <laughs> A crazy thing is like that the couples that make out at the end, they're like doing it right in front of their parents. Like, they like their parents are watching this happen and like they didn't One have point. they didn't have a relationship before that day and then now they're bam make it like, <laughs> you know, like that's abs that that is the exact thing that made me go oh to be mad at her here you know like they're they're making out against his car they're leaning against his car it's not just in front of the parents it is like on it is like on. Did you say on the parents? Yeah, like they're, they're like right there. They're on top of them. Like it's so on them. Yeah, it's true. right on top of the parents. It's right yeah. on top of them. So like I know, I know she's gonna get in that car, and and her dad's gonna be like, "So what the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. You, like that's what I was thinking. Is like they had like no way they didn't talk about that right when they got in the car. You know, like that was like once. Once again, you wonder why these kids ended up in detention. They're just that dumb. <laughs> They're just that dumb, man. And I, I, let's talk about the re the 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 makeover they give uh they give Allison here mm. at the end of the movie. Uh, what an epic fucking failure! <laughs> I swear um, to God, I swear. To God. Claire was like, at first, she was like, "Oh, she looks good," and then I was like, I just like didn't say anything. And then a couple of minutes, seconds later, she's like. Maybe just in that scene. <laughs> yeah, it was like they, they, the first shot they show her, and you're like, "Oh, it's cute. It's a big turnaround." And then, like a couple minutes later, you like you like get a second to like sit on it and like think about it, and you're like, "Man, this is a real '80s ass thing. Like you gotta you gotta be blonde and yeah. dress dress cutesy and do this to be an attractive girl." And it's like, "Nah, she, I and honestly, she was a more attractive girl before she did that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the only like cutish thing was Andrew saying like, "Yeah, I can see more of your face." Like and like, "Oh, you're yeah, beautiful." Yeah. Like that was the only cute part, but the like everything else was just like, "Uh, I don't know." How about yeah. the uh, And if there's if there's like no more indication you need to prove that they're high. How about the 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 the, the crawling and the vent sequence between Claire and John and them dancing on the tables and stuff. You you don't do that shit sober, man. No. You, like, who who just crawls don't. in the vents? Who does that? Nah. And the fact that, you know, this man broke a giant hole in the fucking ceiling and they're just going to be like, someone else will deal with that eventually. Uh, yeah, Andrew broke a whole door. You know, the glass out of the door. That's just like, oh. <laughs> right, they're going to be like, <laughs> they're going to show up and be like, Okay, so we know exactly who was in Saturday detention, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. That was... Yeah, a couple of possible plot holes. Um... Yeah, but they don't matter. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing is that, like, I think I think it kind of, uh, it kind of implies that uh, there are certain elements of it that kind of imply that this won't be the last time they see each other. And, in fact, the only time they might be able to hang out with each other is detention. Oh, I definitely got the idea that like they're gonna purposefully get back into detention. Like uh <laughs> you know, like that's that's how I left it is like that they're they're gonna like see you next Saturday. Like 
I'll, I'll come back, you know. Like, cause yeah. John's there for quite a while. So yeah, like, Bender, uh, Bender's got like fucking eight yeah, balls. <laughs> yeah, I got another right there. The bowl. Oh, yeah, just got another. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god, like what a what a I'm dick. Like, I was like, what does this mean for your own Eat. life, dude? Like, this means my. that you're willing, <laughs> you're willing to give up, like the next, who knows how many Saturdays, like for John Bender. Obviously, he was bored. He was like not doing shit in his office. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Dude just yeah, sucks. He wasn't. He wasn't having a good time. Dude stuck. He has to has to have someone to to bitch at, or else you know, what's he doing? You know, right? That's all right. he does. That's his whole thing. Yeah. He's God. Definitely stuck in high school. <laughs> Stop. No. And freeload, son of a bitch. <laughs> You forgot ugly, lazy, <laughs> and disrespectful. Shut up, bitch. Go fix me a turkey pot pie. You know, like, that whole, like, that those sequences where John was like, here's an image of an evening at Brian's house. Hey, Dad. <laughs> Hiya, pal. You want to go fishing this weekend? Yeah, Dad. Like, I just, I just. Absolutely love that shit. Like th- those moments are incredibly comedic, and what what sucks is that it really is just him being a complete fucking asshole. Like you get the shot of Andrew like laughing, but then realizing, oh, I'm not supposed to laugh at this guy. Mean face now, you know. Yeah, like well, uh... it, it's it's because he's kind of like one of those kids who you know is pining for attention in a small way, is like trying to compensate for what he's not getting at home, which is people listening to him by acting bombastic in public. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. God, I just No, dad. What about you fuck you just like that? He was really like <clears throat> bro. Like mm. the way he was he was reciting that shit, they were like Oh damn. And then yeah. he had the gall to be like I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't you. believe a single word. Shink. See the size of this? Just about a cigarette, you know, just about the size of a cigar. <laughs> and, and then Andrew was like, damn. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> God. Yeah. Screws fall out all the time. The world's an imperfect place. It's just <laughs> full of gr- <laughs> It's just chock full of amazing quotes. Hmm. Yeah, that, that was... it. I just... Oh, man. How, like... Take a screw out of a door just so it's closed. Like, dude tries to prop it open with the biggest thing in the room that, like, no way you could still walk through the doorway. Like, Boy, you know, like, it... and then he makes it Andrew's fault, you know? Like, uh, whenever John is like, what are you doing, idiot? He's like, oh, Andrew, you stupid idiot. <laughs> you vars- you're a varsity athlete. Expect more from you. That was, oh, like, okay. the heaviest door I've ever seen, too. Like that. Yeah, that's just it. <laughs> and they were like, they had to justify its like loudness so that like you didn't hear John Bender's "fuck." You. Mm. <laughs> um, I just, I just absolutely loved that. Yeah. Yourself another Saturday. Oh, I'm crushed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crushed. You just bought one more. Well, I'm free the Saturday after that. Beyond that, I'm gonna have to check my calendar. You're like, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just got full. It's just so. I just love this movie, man. Hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, thinking of, like, rating. This is going to be, like, the first time where we have 
three people rating a movie, you know? And like, I know. I'm uh, sure how big of a curve that like that like gives it like what's what's the deal here? I still uh, think it's it'll be pretty unanimous though here on on certain ones um, on certain ones. For, oh, the way that we do this, Tavares, you haven't you haven't uh, been a part of this yet. We have three ratings. We have on a scale of we have it on a scale of uh, how good of a, how good it fits its genre, and just overall how good of a film it is. Uh, did you start with your middle finger on purpose? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, damn, I'm being offended right now. <laughs> What's the occasion? So, th- uh, yeah. It, so, yeah. Uh, how much we enjoyed it, one one through five, uh, five out of five stars, you know. Uh, how, how well it fits its genre. And this one, we'd go with uh, coming of age, comedy, drama, sort of feel to it and then uh and then just overall as a film how clearly good is it and uh we usually start with enjoyment so uh out of five and what 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 have we previously given fives just for for some context here um raiders of the lost ark is a five star wars is a five jaws is a five godfather um those are our only fives for enjoyment okay um and then like up there, close to five. Uh, we have like a 4.75 given to Godfather Part 2. I'm a 4.5 to The Shining. Um, 4.5 to The 36 Chamber of Shaolin. So we got like the enjoyment one is usually pretty high. Pretty um, high. It's anyway, always pretty so. it's, it's pretty nice. You know, like we're, we're watching a bunch of good movies. We're not watching bad movies. Terminator was a 4.8. Um, so. Ooh. Um, so. Uh, in terms of enjoyment here, for me, I, I want to put it at a five, but I don't want to say I like it as much as I don't think I enjoy it as much as the other fives we have. You know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star Wars, uh, Godfather, like, but like straight up, four point nine. Mm. Yeah, like, like I, I enjoy this more than the Terminator, which was a yeah, four point eight. But I yeah. didn't enjoy it as much as Star Wars or Raiders, so it just kind of falls in the four point nine. Like uh, I, w- I was there too. Um, Tavares, how you feeling? Okay, I mean, I, I didn't realize we were doing points. That makes mm. sense. You know, oh yeah, we're very technical over here. Well, and it, because we kind of had to, <laughs> we didn't start so technical, but then like we only got a scale of five, so you got to really like if you like it more than this, you know, down to the, the right. Point, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I'd probably give it a, I give it a four point five. I give it four point okay. five. I think. It's All a, right. Then, then what if we met more in the middle here? We went with like the with with four point seven five. Yeah, that puts it up with uh, with Godfather Part Two. Um, as puts much it as that. just a little below Terminator, which actually may make sense, um, because the, like. This movie, like, um, at, at least at the beginning, is sort of slow, I guess, until you really get, like, what the movie is. Um, True. So I guess, like, uh, The Terminator could just be more of an enjoyable movie. Just, I mean, crazier things are happening, you know? And it's funny, you know, like, this is, like, our 16th movie, I think, so mm-hmm. far. And so whenever we talk about these movies in the ratings part of the podcast, it's funny. We only have 15 other movies to compare it to. So, like... 
it's always so funny to me hearing something like, well, you know, the breakfast club, I just don't enjoy it as much as the Terminator. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I just absolutely love, I love stuff like that. And I love that we have <laughs> such, a, such a catalog of movies right now. Yeah. Whereas... Clockwork orange compared to uh, the breakfast club is, is just, you know, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think 4.75 is, is fair. You know, just 0.05 below the Terminator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Uh, now, in terms of the way it uh, fulfills its genre. Now, come on. This is this, this is, is the gold like, standard. This is the coming of age movie, is it not? It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty iconic in that role for sure. I mean, I'm. I'm. I don't think I'm giving this any less of any less than a five. Um, <laughs> I, like I, I've seen this movie one time, and I know it's like this is it. Like, uh, I get it. Like, th- this is the coming-of-age movie. Um, if I had to pull a coming-of-age story and say, like, what's the best coming-of-age movie I've seen, it's definitely The Breakfast Club. Like, it was American Graffiti. Now it's The Breakfast Club, with no question. Um, yeah. So, I mean, American Graffiti, we gave a five. Um, so, technically, this deserves more than that. But uh, <laughs> can't really no, yeah. do that. But an honorary, an honorary five point one. But it'll. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, no. I mean, I definitely think that this is yeah, this is a solid. It, oh yeah, rounds it, out. Yeah, I'm, I'm with everything that. You expect there. As as a film itself, here out of five. Now this one is the only one where it might falter a little bit. Mm. You know. Uh, it's it's a really good movie and it's really well written. Um but there like we've pointed out, there are some moments in the movie movie that haven't haven't aged particularly well. There are uh there are some shaky behind the scenes ages there. Uh which I think uh you know, you're taking into account a film. I think the cast and crew and stuff, so um I don't really know where I stand here. Um, I don't, I don't need, what about Tavares? You want to get it rolling I, out of five? I, what you think? I think like it's it's as far as what it does as a movie, its goal is really small, and so it accomplishes most of it pretty efficiently. But that may be a hindrance of it as well is the sense that it happened. It didn't. It didn't go big enough. Isolated universe where. There's there's so many things that interest you about these characters beyond their experience in this particular detention, and while this does, I guess, shed a, a certain light on them, that's that shows you insights into the character you wouldn't otherwise get. Probably, um, it it could have been it could have I don't know it lacks vision in a, in a in a lot of ways, and maybe that was part of the intention. Um, See, and that's the thing though is that like. It it feels like the vision was small, right. like it, it it was supposed to be a small, compact story. And in terms of the the creator getting their vision on screen, I have no doubt that was done here. You know, like I, feel, I think yeah, I feel like the simplicity is like the beauty of it here. Like, oh, yeah, uh, I agree. That's the and whole I point. Think... Yeah, they didn't need to go big for this. You just needed five kids, a teacher, and a janitor. You know, like that's that's all you needed for this. Story. Mainly just five, a kids. couple set, like a couple set pieces. Yeah, like you know, like it's not. Yeah, like it was a uh, just a story that need like 
just a coming of age story like that. And that's, you know, American graffiti is simple too. It's literally just them having a night out, you know, it's their last night before they, before they all like leave and everything. So it's, it's, it's very simple. Like coming of age stories are usually very simple. Um, I'm with you. And I, I don't know if I, I see that as like a hindrance of the movie. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's like, and we've also been in the past, uh, I don't want to say forgiving, but if we enjoyed a movie, we typically reflect it pretty, pretty lovingly in the how how good it was in the film mm-hmm. as a film. Uh, I'd say like a three is way too low. Like a th- yeah. three is like way too low. Like four, I'd say is the the low. We're getting closer. Yeah, like yeah, like four that's... is like the lowest. I'd feel. Um, I feel like this is more like four point two five, four point five range ish uh maybe like 4.25 is more where i'm sitting if i'd have to i put think a that's about where i'm at i think that's about where i'm at yeah i could, I could agree with that hmm. yeah all right Let's so see. when we add those all up and we div- divide it by th- get that average there 4.67 which let's see it is below the shining but above apocalypse now it is below jaws um, but above the Terminator, barely. Um, th- this is feeling right below the Godfather, but above yeah, yeah. a Clockwork Orange. Yeah, this yeah, is right. a, this is feeling okay. A four point six seven. I think that uh, I'm comfortable with that. And for one that I've regarded as one of my favorite movies of all time for a while, we haven't. The only one that we've done that with so far. I, I mean, Raiders. That's up there, but Star Wars. Those those two are really, but the Bradley Club holds a special place in my heart just because I've I've loved it for so long. Mm. Uh, like Raiders was the other example I pointed to, and I only really got into that three years ago. Whereas mm. Breakfast Club, I, I I watched it for the first time like ten years ago. So uh, that one's one of my comfort flicks. It just uh, brings me a lot of joy, you know. I really 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 like it, mm. and. Uh, one of the first movie, uh, maybe the first movie I ever got high to. Fun fact. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So another little sentimental thing there. But yeah, four point six seven. That feels right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And thus, nineteen eighty five is behind us, and we are on to nineteen eighty six, which, if I remember correctly, will be James Cameron's Aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh. I'm looking looking forward to that greatly, and that will be our to last episode in April, followed by what I think I'm leaning further and further towards is uh, Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. That's currently what we have on the list. Um, yeah. You say Spaceballs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've never seen it. I've heard, so... I've heard quite a bit about it. I've never seen it. Yet. Mm. It's, it's, it's an all-time comedy. Probably won't be one that takes very long <laughs> Discuss, but uh, it's one that I would like to discuss nonetheless. Uh, That's the monkeys in space, right? Uh, Spaceballs is uh, the Star Wars spoof with uh, Rick Moranis, like the big, like the giant helmet. Oh, that's what this is. Okay, so I, I haven't, I still haven't seen this movie, but like I've at least know of the giant Darth Vader helmet guy, Princess Leia. Character a Han Solo and a Chewbacca hmm. uh, droids like they, they. And this was done in what year? Nineteen eighty-seven. Eighty-seven, of course. 
Yeah. No, ten yeah, years so. after. It was the ten, 10 year anniversary. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, you know what? We gotta honor this shit. <laughs> uh, Spaceballs. But yeah, April April's looking looking like it's gonna shape up to be quite the quite the nice month after after the Terminator last week and uh very wide range of movies. Yeah. I guess Aliens and Terminator are kind of somewhat similar. Um but the yeah, Breakfast Club couldn't be here. any more different. <laughs> yeah, that's um, out there. And then Scarface um was our first one of April, so Spaceballs is widely different than every other movie on here, so <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um well, uh... It'll be a it'll be a good month. It'll be a good month. But yeah, so uh, I joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, and for the first time on the fifty-two year journey through film, Tavares Pennington. Thank you very much. Oh yeah, of course. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So if you could head to Patreon.com/slash Bloom. You'll find well over 21 hours of exclusive content at this point. Uh, head to Twitter and follow at Penny Bloom Pod, where if we were to change a movie in any given week, uh, I said next week is Aliens, and it will probably remain Aliens. However, if it were to change, you'd find out on Twitter. Uh, and then go follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. And uh, remember, peace, love, and bloom. And we're all pretty bizarre. Some of us are just better at hiding it. That's all. <laughs>